Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. In our meditation and study of the Divine Liturgy, we are now at the part of the liturgy where we are looking at the prayers after communion. And last week we talked about this command of the priest that says, Arise and let us go forth in peace. Because we, having partaken of the body and blood of Christ, are preparing to leave this space and take the heavenly kingdom which has been given to us and go out into the world with it. And the prayer that happens next is what's known as the prayer behind the Amvon. Now the Amvon in the ancient church, uh, because the ancient church didn't have nice things like microphones and speakers, was a structure in the middle of the church. It was an elevated platform that the deacons and the priests would get up on in order to proclaim the gospel. The deacons would read the gospel and the priests would preach. And so this prayer happens behind the amvon. And what's interesting is that there's a debate amongst liturgical scholars whether this means that the priest was on the side of the Amvon closest to the altar or the side of the Amvon uh, farthest from the, the altar. We don't know what behind the, the Amvon means. But the idea is, is that the priests have moved out of the altar and are now in the midst of the people. And they are praying and getting ready to lead the people out into the world. And if we listen to this prayer, it's interesting what the focus is. O Lord, who blesses those who bless you and sanctify those who put their trust in you, save your people and bless your inheritance. Now note that his inheritance is all of humanity, not just Christians. We're not speaking here of Orthodox Christians only. We are speaking about his inheritance. Protect the whole body of your church. Sanctify those, love the beauty of your house. Glorify them and return by your divine power and forsake us not who have set our hope in you. Now listen to this. Grant peace to your world, to your churches, to the clergy, to our civic leaders, to the armed forces, and to all your people. Again, we are not talking about just us. We're talking about everybody. We're talking about leaders that in the time, the first several centuries of Christianity were pagans actively trying to destroy the church. And here we are asking God to grant them peace. We're asking peace for the armed forces, people who are called to sin by killing other people. We are asking for peace for all of humanity. Because God's people is everyone. He didn't come as a specific type of person so that only those types of people would be saved by his resurrection. He came as a human being. He took on our nature. And so his people includes everyone. 
For every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from you, the Father of lights. All that is good in the world, every single bit of it, comes from God the Father. All the good that happens through us is done by the Father. As St. Basil the Great says in his liturgy, which we've done several times in the last couple of days, he says, we have done no good thing on this earth because all good things come from God the Father. And so to you we give glory, thanksgiving, and worship to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit now and ever to the ages of ages. Now what I want to do is compare what the church is doing here to what God had St. John the Baptist do. Because of today we are celebrating the Synaxes of St. John the Baptist. Now, Synaxes means gathering. And so we gather the saints that are associated with a feast and celebrate them. So after Christmas, we have a Synaxes for the Theotokos because she gave birth to Christ. After the Saints Peter and Paul, we have a Synaxes of all of the apostles. And after Theophany, of course, we have a Synaxes of St. John the Baptist because he was the one who baptized Christ. And we remember him and what he did. And in today's gospel, he is telling people, that's the guy I was sent by the Father to baptize in water. I didn't know who Christ would be. I do not know who the Messiah would be. But I was told that he would be the one upon whom the Holy Spirit would descend and remain. And when he baptized Christ, he saw that vision. He knew this was the Christ. This was who he was preparing for and preparing everyone else for. And he said, I must diminish so that he can increase. And here we are at a point in the liturgy where we have been given by the Father, his only begotten Son, through his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has descended and remains upon us so that like John, we can go out into the world and point to the world, that's the guy. Look at all the marvelous things that he has done. And if we look at the icon of Theophany, we are reminded of the Garden of Eden because, of course, beneath the cross upon which Christ stands in the middle of the Jordan is trampling upon snakes and serpents, that creature which led us into sin, that led us away from God. And Christ restores our position within the order of the Garden of Eden. It was our job, humanity's job, to tend the garden. Adam and Eve made the mistake of thinking that tending the garden meant protecting it, fencing it in preventing the demons that lived in the land of Nod from coming in. And that was the sole purpose of their job, which is why Eve, in her fear, sought more knowledge to protect the garden. That was the way that the serpent and the devil got into her. And so she ate of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And if we think that we can build a wall 
in the similar way that Adam and Eve tried to build a wall around what is precious and protect it, we will be making the same mistake. Our proper place is not to protect the garden, but to tend it because gardens grow, gardens expand. I mean, anybody who's planted, for example, pumpkins, you know, in their backyard knows that, that they go everywhere. So if we plant that seed, we have to expect that it's going to go into all places, which is why at this point in the liturgy, we are saying, grant your peace to everybody, even those people who hate us and seek to destroy us, because we live in hope that that seed that is planted will grow in their hearts. If we go to the story of St. John the Baptist and the end of his life, he was preaching to the day he died. And even the man who ordered his killing would listen. And his heart was in process of being softened because he liked to listen to St. John the Baptist. His story is the most tragic in all of this because he was beginning to take those first steps on the road towards Christ. And that all was dashed away because his wife, who he shouldn't have been married to, tricked him into killing St. John the Baptist. So we live in hope that even those who seek to kill us will hear the gospel, be able to hear us say, that's the guy, in the same way that St. John the Baptist said, that's the guy, and have their hearts softened and begin to listen and begin to hope. And in so doing, we will see the garden grow. And that is what we are about to do here in the liturgy, preparing ourselves to go out there, to preach the word, to live the life of an Orthodox Christian, to love even those who hate us, and to let that garden grow. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and to the ages of ages.